0: Of the coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's lead lap show. My name is Tom Baker. It is. Good to be back with you again from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina, as we get together and talk racing for about an hour. And we've got a couple of different uh, voices that you're going to be hearing throughout the show here. Uh, we have an in-studio guest to start the show, and I'm really, really excited to have Ben Ebling in the studio. Ben is a uh, jack of all trades when it comes to short track motorsports and has uh, been quite successful in a number of different types of cars. Currently is the defending Super Cup stock. Car series champion from 2021, and um, so we'll talk with Ben and also Walter Tapp. Going to join us coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour, and Walter is going to talk about his new series that gets underway um, in one week at uh, i think it's the livonia speedway in georgia and so uh the 602 series that he has started will have i think eight to ten races and he'll tell us all about that and kind of catch us up on what's happening on the dirt tracks in the area we'll start with ben though um ben first of all welcome to the show good to have you here and in a minute or two give us a quick background on your career because super cup isn't all there is to ben ebling by any means you're kind of in it full time in a couple of different capacities been been in it for a lot of years
1: thanks for having me too i appreciate you having me on the show yes, so sir. Uh, yeah i started out racing in ohio raced uh, go karts and did some street stock racing up in northern ohio or county speedway mansfield speedway moved down here 99 uh, went to bobby isaac motorsports program um uh, did some uh, the Hooters Pro Cup deal with them back when they had the Team Concept deal, and John, oh, okay. John Curley was the driver. Yeah. Uh, that's where the relationship with John started. And, okay. And then uh, uh, after graduated that program, did some super truck racing for quite a few years, and then did some uh, street stock racing with a customer of mine, and, and started taking care of some uh, customer cars, doing a lot of late model stock racing around the area. And then uh, about five years ago, got
0: involved with the Super Cup Series, so... Now, excuse me. talk about Super Cup a little bit from your perspective, because I just feel like it's the best kept secret in short track racing and really should be much better known than it is. And I'm hoping that this year starts that that trend a little bit. But you've been running now for a handful of years with them. Talk a little bit about the series from your perspective.
1: I agree as far as it being a a good best kept secret or whatever. It's just a lot of fun. Um, That's my biggest thing with it. It's the most fun I've had racing in a long time um just uh, the cars the people the the atmosphere um you know i bring my family my, yeah. my wife and my three kids and, and we all have a good time the other racers love hanging out with the kids and having them draw pills for them and stuff like that so it's just a lot of fun you know it's um uh, a little bit more the traditional racing that 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 we grew up with and that i grew up with so um i've really enjoyed being involved with it and getting to go to different tracks i enjoy that part of it too and um you know i like tracks like hickory motor speedway i've got a lot of laps around hickory but uh, i also getting
0: enjoy getting to see and race at new race tracks well the the series has been to a number of different tracks over the last few years and some of them they kind of develop the relationship with and keep going back to and then you know some of them eventually just kind of fall away but um when you look at the diversity of tracks i mean you got jennerstown you got dominion those are probably the two staple tracks i feel like right now agree, yeah. um both of them are similar, but yet quite different.
1: Yes, very different, very different as far as Jenner. And Jennerstown is one of those tracks that we got a win there this year, but I still don't feel like I've got Jennerstown completely figured out. Really? So, yeah, we've got a pull up there uh, in 2019 and then a the win this year. Um, but I just, there's a bump going into turn three that just messes me up every time. <laughs> so uh, people like Lauren Butler, she's really got that place figured out. And, and Kevin and a couple of the other guys that race up there have raced up there more than I have have uh, been able to, to adapt more. But uh, my coroner's got to win up there too. So Bill Ashton's got to win up there. Okay.
0: Well. Yeah, I love Jennerstown. I, I When I was back living in New York, years ago now um used to go there all the time when the supermodifieds would run there and um really cool little place to eat there called eaton park Uh, i've i've Ate at the Eaton
1: Park but We didn't have as good of an experience there. Oh, really? <laughs> Has it gone down? <laughs> I haven't. I... Well, no. The food was fine. They shut the lights off on us. It. it was. Uh, we left the racetrack late one night, and, oh. and they shut the lights off on us <laughs> while we were eating. So we won't get into all those two details. But, but the folks at Jennerstown are real good. I, I love the facility. Um, they always pack the stands up there they get
0: a good oh crowd. they do they'll put and seven thousand in there just for they'll somebody to practice on the track
1: they'll line up for for autograph. Stand, oh yeah uh, autograph sessions and uh i think lauren's got this huge following up there She she's always got quite the crowd that's pulling for her so but uh, yeah jennerstown's a real good place and dominion as well i love yeah. dominion that's a, a, a fast lot of grip um i another fun fun racetrack to race at
0: yeah and and again unique too the concession is a restaurant basically full yeah. service restaurant and bar just a a really neat track and uh you know but again you know they they've been to quite a few different ones in in this year um if i remember right you've got uh, one or two other pennsylvania tracks on the schedule and then lo and behold the championship race hickory motor speedway
1: hickory motor speedway i'm looking forward to that one getting these big heavy cars and then American Racer Tires on that old war-out racetrack and see what everybody can do with it. It'll, it'll be interesting. I like those tracks, and and that's probably why I like the series. It's really about being a smart racer and managing your tires and managing your equipment. You've got enough horsepower to spin them whenever you want to, and you really got to be smart about how you race race the car and race the track. So looking forward to get them on Hickory. And, and we got tracks like uh, Shenandoah. Yep, it Shenandoah. Is, is real tough motor on tires, mile. and you got to manage there. motor miles. Another different type of racetrack. Uh, really had some fun. I, I've always loved Motor Mile. Motor Mile a fun racetrack. Yeah. Um, so here we go back to Midvale this year, I believe. That's a, a tight little bull ring. So it's another one. Uh, I don't know if I've got that one quite that's figured out yet. But, uh, yeah, that's the closest one we get to, to where I'm from up in Ohio that we race at. Now,
0: whereabouts so. in Ohio are you from? Because our producer Chris is also from Ohio. So I grew up in a little,
1: spent most of my time growing up in a little town called LaGrange, Ohio.
0: So we didn't
1: even have a stoplight. We had a circle in the middle of town. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) traffic circle. When I was was in high uh...
1: school, we got our first subway and our McDonald's, and that was that was the highlight of the town. There,
0: the big deal was it? it? Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. What what you got? I grew up in a little small town. Uh, There,
2: it's sort of, it's a small time, but. Big-time dirt track down there called Portsmouth Raceway part. I've heard of Portsmouth, yeah. Grew yep. up yep. in Portsmouth. So okay. That's yeah, that's not too
1: far. Yep. So, but, yeah, uh, where I grew up there in Lagrange and raced at Lorraine County Speedway quite a bit. Uh, went a couple times to Mansfield Motor Speedway back when it was up and going, and they had first gone to asphalt. Um, when I raced go-karts, I raced at uh, Fremont
0: Raceway, a little road uh-huh. course. Yep. Go-kart k- track up there, so. Interesting. And you went you went from go karts to what street 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 stocks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was. uh, So I went to a vocational school up there in Ohio and uh, the welding instructor was a racer there and and, uh, he kind of helped me guide me but i had no clue what I my dad's a carpenter and if i could build a race car out of wood i would be set because he's an excellent <laughs> carpenter so that first race car i, I think up he there. can it's
0: called a pinewood derby car <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that first race car we built up in ohio it was uh, looking back now it it had way too many uh building construction materials in it probably <laughs> not probably not the safest car so i learned a lot since then
0: well yeah i, I would imagine and and just having that experience i think there's I think street stocks aren't necessarily the best driver development car you could be in, and yet at the same time, I feel like in some ways it's some of the best mechanical experience as far mm. as you have to work on it and put it back together and do all that because it's stock.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, It was definitely trying because, like I said, my dad's a carpenter, and I didn't have really any mechanical experience i was going through the vocational school but i was learning how to build them and there was a sure. lot of times my welding instructor or our welding instructor could come up to me and said that why are you doing it that way what did you do here <laughs> and tried to explain stagger and all that kind of stuff to me and i actually helped down a guy up there uh, mike lawson that raced uh uh super late models up there the okay the flat sided back with the back of it open and stuff yeah. helped him for for a couple of years and, and he helped guide me too but I really learned a lot when I came down here and went to the Bobby Isaac School with Mark Davis and John Curley and and all the the people over there. So,
0: interesting. Well, it's it it's a it's a great background to have, and of course, getting into Super Cup, I feel like the series, even though. You know, from a PR standpoint, well, from a from a promotional standpoint, I don't know if it's where it needs to be at, but I feel like the series has come a long way in the last just two or three years, and part of that is Aaron Creed, and part of that I think is just we you've got a nice mix of drivers in the series now, a lot of respect for the most part. You don't see a lot of guys just stuffing guys in fences and booting guys out of the way. You guys all race really well. I enjoyed the two motor mile races I went to yeah. last year.
1: And I definitely agree. I think it's going in the right direction with uh, Aaron's great. He Aaron is, is absolutely yep. great. I love Aaron. Um, you know, and this year we got, uh, I believe it's Trick Shot that's on board now. Yes, to Trick help. Shot Lubricants. Uh, and I think that's going to help with the TV deal. And, and that's really going to help yeah. uh, promote the series and, and take it to the next level. So I, I believe we're working in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just a, a fun series and in, in uh, having a, and really enjoying racing. And like you said, all the guys that we race with, we all have to fix our own cars. And, uh, you know, there's no paid crews really out there. And uh, so everybody has a lot of respect for, for everybody's equipment. Mm.
0: Where do you get, I mean, we, in, in about 30 seconds, where do you get a car to race in the series?
1: <laughs> You've got a, uh, well, it's very inclusive. There's a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars that have been uh, retired or maybe phased out from other series. So there's still some Hooters Pro Cup cars that are out there lying around. There was a ton of those back in the day. So, um, But there's Arca cars, K N n cars, uh, even old Cup cars that come and race with them. And they do a pretty good job of trying to balance them out and make them equal as, as best they can. Anyway.
0: Yeah, Joe's got a good formula and and the tires that you run are basically hockey pucks
1: yes which the, i love I, I, all series should do that i'm with you it really equalizes everything yes, to it does. me motor wise suspension wise it, it really helps that out
0: yeah, I agree. Totally. Um, and, and really looking forward to seeing what uh, the series does this year, because, again, with Hickory and there's one or two other tracks on the schedule that I I plan to make um, motor mile again for sure. And and uh, I'd like to get back up to Jennerstown once because I love that place. Uh, OK, we're going to step aside when we come back more with Ben Ebling and we're going to have Walter Tapp coming up shortly as well. Lead lap continues right after this.
2: This is Nathan Bird,
0: aka Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Trying to get Nathan back on one of our shows here uh, coming up, but uh, he's already busy. That uh, young man ran about 13 different types of race cars last year and over 100 races, and he's, I think, on pace to do just about that many again this year. Really. Um, Really uh, interesting young man to talk to out of Arizona, making it uh, making his way toward the IndyCar Series and uh, look forward to following him as he continues to crawl up the ladder. But uh, right now we're talking with Ben Ebling, the defending series champion of the Trick Shot Super Cup Stock Car Series and uh, really excited to see you come back out and try to defend that title. Um, do you have a favorite of all the racetracks that you run? Of all the racetracks that we've run, I enjoy
1: Motor Mile. Um, I really enjoyed Salem when we went there. Um,
0: Salem must have been a real adventure Sa- in a super Salem cup car.
1: Salem was high banked. I had no idea what to expect when I went there, and, and we we had some success. We got the pole and, and won both the, the features when we went up there. Nice. So that was that was interesting. But I think that one made the car owner a little bit nervous as well. But uh, <laughs> And lots of speed. It, lots of speed and get really close to the walls yep. the fast way around that place. Yep. But I'd have to say a favorite all the ones we go to is either Dominion or Motor Mile.
0: Personal Both favorite. in Virginia. Yeah. yeah.
1: I would, the Clearfield Racetrack, that's the other one we're going to in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Year. I
0: can never uh, think of that name. <laughs> it, it was
1: uh, a little challenge. We think we finished third up there this past year. Uh, so I'd like to go back up there and do a little bit better this year. So I like, you know— I don't want a track to beat me, so I want to be up there, go back up there, and see what we can do and and outperform what we did last year. So, it's a was surprised at how abrasive that racetrack was.
0: Oh, it's been around a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, been around a good while. Very abrasive. Yeah.
0: Now. Let's get back to the tires for a second. We talked just before the break about basically the hockey pucks that uh, Joe puts you guys on um, for, for a purpose and how it equalizes everything. Talk about that for our radio audience that isn't familiar with tires and compounds and all that. How does the harder tire make a difference and what does it require for you as a driver?
1: So that American Racer tire just puts, in my opinion, puts it more in the driver's hands um, if you go out there and just absolutely abuse and beat on that tire, uh, it's going to fail on you. It's either going to fail or you're going to be so out of shape that you can't control it. Um, and the same goes with suspension-wise. If you have your setup underneath the car and, and it's really hard and really abusive on tires and you're really pushing your tire temps, you're going to have a problem with it, whether it be blister or something like that. But, um, you know, if you're smart and drive smart and, and be smooth with it and, you know, really get your uh, suspension set up where... Where you can, you know, manage the tires, and then it uh, it's there, and it's exactly what you say. It, it puts it more in the driver's hands, and and uh, that's the part I like about it. Some of these uh, tires that I've raced on or or worked with, uh, I call them superhero tires. You know, yeah. it's, it's just it's sticky, and you don't really have to worry about it too much, you know. But uh, the American racer tire that we're on, it, it really puts it in the driver's hands, and that's what I love about it.
0: Well, and that's that that's why Joe uses it because again, you have a variety of different motors. Mm-hmm. Try different cars um you know he basically is pretty much said you know bring your arca car bring your whatever and yep. you know as long as it, it fits obviously it's got to be a previous stock car can't bring a modified there um but you know you bring there's a lot of different motors a lot of different uh um you know types of cars there so he tries to do that so that if somebody comes in with a whole bunch more horsepower yep than somebody else that they're gonna burn the tire off in 30 exactly. laps Yep, it doesn't if, matter it, you know
1: if you do come in, he obviously makes uh, weight and carburetor yeah. changes to kind of adapt and help everybody get on a, on a level playing field. But, yeah, the tires are the same thing. If you can't get it to hook up, it, it doesn't make a bit of difference how much horsepower you got.
0: And yet, as a driver, I would think, and again, I think a lot of drivers have only ever driven on the softer tires, so they, mm-hmm. don't, they wouldn't know the difference in what it – but honestly, as a driver, I would think it would favor those who actually have – the finesse and the skill to yeah. manage versus somebody who just plants the paddle and yeah. goes.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Having the ability to, to feel through the car, through your foot and whatnot, and, and really know what you're doing and be aware of what you're doing with the tires and through the corner. And when you get on the gas, there's a lot of guys that will see, uh, you know, that buzz the tires and do stuff like that. And, um, you know, I felt like the, our program and, and where our race car and race team is, it, you know, we've gotten uh, lucky and gotten some poles and stuff like that. But I really feel like our successes come from long run speed. Like we may not be there that instant, be able to fire off like some of the other guys are, but we're consistent. Like uh, so, I think that's where a lot of our successes come from, just managing that tire program.
0: But there's no lap money, so it only pays to lead the last one.
1: Well, there's no no lap money, but there are points, so you get points for. Uh, leading halfway leading the most laps leading oh okay a lap. okay so there is bo-
0: so there is an incentive to lead so there okay. is
1: bonus points okay. for, for leading so um yeah and, and that's part of what kept me in the in the 75 car so close this year is he was getting bonus points and we were getting you know back and forth and and I think uh in 2019 when it was Kevin and Ron Langdon uh, it was even closer with them, and it was just all on bonus points back and forth.
0: Interesting. Okay, I didn't realize that. So so you actually do get that, but you run two features yep. per night, which is great because, again, um, it helps you feel like you're getting your money's worth out of going to the racetrack and racing, but at the same time, it also makes it fun for the fans. I feel like the, the way that, that Joe set that up with the twin features is better than one longer race.
1: Yeah, and I... I like the longer races, but I also like the way Joe has done it to get the number of races in. Because right. obviously racers want to race as much as you can, but as far as a, uh, a budget and and you know having the funds to go racing, exactly. You know we do 20 races, but we do 10 events. So the traveling expenses and the you know the, the all the stuff that you hotel expenses, all that stuff that you have to get to the racetrack, you're getting two races in for right. one set of expenses, if you will. So you still get to do the 20 race schedule. It's just combined into 10 events. And for somebody like me with the family and everything like that, it really helps out. That's another one of the things that I like that Joe's got in his series. You know, we still get that amount of races in, but it's in less events, so I can still spend time with the family. And
0: I think as a, as a fan, and I mean, I even though I'm, you know, in the media, so to speak, I'm still a fan first. And right. I, I view everything. And when I go to a racetrack, I'm viewing it through the lens of a fan. Um, and, you know, I feel like as a fan, I enjoy it more because a long race, especially if you don't have a ton of cars, yeah, you know, you just all get spread out. And you just drive around and nobody's, yeah. you know, the shorter distances, I feel like it's more competitive and you may not be fast in the first one, but you might make a change to be faster in the second one. And, you know, and so has a chance to be two very different races too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's multiple times that we've made adjustments in between races. And I know a lot of the guys do in, in that, but yeah, there's, uh, like at Jennerstown, they usually do that autograph session in between the twin features. Yeah. So even just that, you go up there and the fans react. Oh, and well, I saw what you did in the first race, and or they might love you or might hate you. You know, yeah. it just depends on if you roughed, roughed up Lauren at her I was home just track. Just this if you take out <laughs> Lauren, you're in trouble. If you do, you don't yeah. come out for the autograph absolutely. session. Absolutely, <laughs> I, w- I would just stay in the trailer at that point. So
0: with your helmet on,
1: absolutely, absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, at this point, do you have? Any desire to do anything other than Super Cup? I mean, if somebody came along and said, hey, I got a weight model or I got a this or that, would you jump in it for a race or two? I would or are love you love
1: to. to- and just like any other racer, I would love to take any opportunity to, you know, if somebody come up with a sports car. I would love to get in and go race road racing somewhere. Or That's interesting. Uh, I wouldn't even... I love dirt racing. I love the engineering behind dirt racing, but I just don't want to clean up the mess. Yeah. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about that before so, the show. I hear you. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to do that, but uh, yeah, I mean, I would love any opportunity that came along. Um, you know, this is a great opportunity I've got with Bill Ashton right now to drive his car and it's been a great relationship with him and, and I've enjoyed running with him. So, you know, that's uh, it's, how did that come about? Uh, just a friendly conversation. Um, you know, Bill, Uh, End of 2019, I was actually driving for somebody different, and uh, he came about and and just started talking to me, and and, uh, he pursued me, and and, uh, we just kept talking and and put a car together and, and got out there, and it's just been a great relationship. He's a really, really good dude, really good dude.
0: Well, it's awesome, and and, it, and it's nice for you because you don't have to have all the responsibilities of the ownership role. I, I, I know you pr- you pretty much do all the maintenance, right? Yeah,
1: the car stays down here in North Carolina. It builds up there in Pennsylvania. But uh, Oh, okay. So the car stays it's... down here at my shop, and I do all the maintenance on it and take it to the racetrack and all that kind of stuff. So there's still a lot on, on our end that we do, and, and my sponsors help get it to the racetrack and stuff like that. So, you know, Star Town Carpet and and uh, Swannys Auto Sales, all those companies that have come on board to help us uh, are helping us get to the racetrack but Bill you know took a big burden of that off of off of our shoulders. Feel
0: free to thank the rest of them if you yeah, like. Yeah, uh, please.
1: Battery Specialists of Hickory, uh Rens Lawn Services, um let's see here uh, LNC Truck Repair, uh RE Suspension in Mooresville, Automotive Specialists. Let's see your uh, some uh Racing Radios. Um I think that's I think that's everybody.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to, you know, you had all the time you the, needed. There's,
1: just... yeah, there's always my wife, too. She, i got to thank her the She'll most, the first. wife and the kids. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble because I didn't say her name first. But uh, she's very supportive of my race and always has been, um, you know, and, and without her you know, attitude and the way we're going in, I wouldn't be able to do this. You sure, know, so. because
0: you've got a family now, especially, and with the work you have to do in the shop.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, having her support and, and the three kids, my, my three kids, Landon and Jocelyn and, and uh, Lily, love going to the racetrack
0: and love being a part of it. So that's a, that's a big thing for me, too. So. Well, you've got uh, ten race events this year, including one at Hickory, which is your home track, mm-hmm. literally because that's where you're from, right? So five,
1: five minutes from the house, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that should be one that you're circling on the calendar, but it's also the last one, so yep. you gotta gotta run the rest of them to get there. Yep. So, is there a track that is just a really big stumbling block for you that you feel like I got to go there and overcome it this year, or is Midvale that track? I would say Midvale.
1: Well. I'm going to say three: Midvale, Clearfield, and and Jennerstown. Okay. Uh, Brent Nelson, I think he won three or four up there at Jennerstown this past year. Yeah, he's, Brent's he's, been good up he's there. He's really yeah. tough at Jennerstown, and he's a really good guy too. He's he's actually been through some cancer stuff this past year. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. And, uh, he's he's a tough dude, and and he's as good as gold as far as a racer. And and uh, we've had a. You know, a lot of good races in the four or five years that I've been racing in the Super Cup. But, you know, a lot of all the guys that I race with are are really, really good guys.
0: Well, looking forward to seeing you out there. Uh, And uh, we'll uh, definitely have you back on again. That is Ben Ebling. We'll be back with more after this. Lead lab radio welcome back as lead lab continues here on WSIC and our various affiliates or on demand uh, we are Going to go to the phone line and we are going to welcome back to the show, Walter Tapp. And uh, for those of the audience, um, if you ever do a radio show and host one, it's always good to give the guest that you're trying to have on the radio the studio number instead of your personal cell. Um, So, Walter, happy that you found your way to us here, despite my my brain absence there. So uh, good to have you back on the program.
2: Great to be back there, Tom. Yeah, my resourcefulness actually kicked in and I was lucky enough when you had sent me the studio number, I actually was smart enough to save it in the phone. Oh, there you go.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, good to have you back and I know that uh, you got to be pulling your hair out pretty soon. You're going to look like me and have a five head because you've started your own series. And uh, first race is uh, one week from air date here on WSAC. If you're listening to this, it's Saturday um, and one week from today will be the first race. And it's in Lavonia. Do you talk about uh, where are we at? How are things looking? What's going on? And uh, what do fans need to know if they want to travel down and watch it?
2: Well, you know, this event that we're going to have on February 19th at Lavonia Speedway, really in this area, it's going to kick things off uh, for the South Carolina-Georgia area as far as dirt racing for the season. You know, Speed Weeks, all that stuff's going on down in Florida where it's nice and warm. It's <laughs> you yeah. to unfortunately too cold to do anything here in the South besides go-kart racing during the day. Um, but, yeah, it's really going to be the kickoff for everybody in this area, the upstate of South Carolina and Northeast part of georgia and everybody in between um really picking up steam momentum i still think we're probably looking between 20 to 35 cars for that first event wow um a lot of folks actually had paris simmons which is a regular down at lavonia dakota called me today and he's like dude i'm not gonna have my car done but he said i'm going to actually be driving someone else's car and he had a lot of points questions to i asked so i was able to answer those for him earlier this afternoon Um, This event, of course, will be a tribute to the late Jody Palmer, who was one of the folks that helped run Livonia Speedway. Ah. He passed away unexpectedly um, in early January of this year from a heart attack. I was considered still a young age in his early 50s. Oh, wow. Um, Very unexpectedly left behind a sun cold that races cars and go-karts that I've watched grow up throughout my career in racing, so... We're going to pay fifteen hundred and twenty-five dollars um, on the event. Of course, it was originally scheduled to be fifteen. We went up to the twenty-five because that was Jody's number he ran uh, throughout his career awesome. of lake model competition. Um, we're going to have some special checks made. There were some tribute stickers that were, you know, sold and passed out to help raise money for the family sure. after his passing. We're going to use that same design for our pole award and also our. Uh, winner's check and stickers and everything for the event. And we're going to have just, you know, a couple of different things to honor Jody, a missing man salute that will take place in our pre-race ceremony. Nice. And we'll just kind of have some stories and remember him, you know, and let all the fans really remember him as well. They had a celebration of life um, ceremony there at Livonia right after he passed, but it was on a cold, dreary, nasty, 33, 30, I think it was 34 degrees of the high that Oof. day. A lot of folks didn't get to come out. So this will kind of be our way as a series and as a racetrack and a community here in this area. to pay tribute not only to a gentleman who was, of course, a great race car driver, but also a great voice in this industry. You know, Jody with the Fast Track Racing Series was the big- manager there for Stan Lester for many, many years and helped grow Fast Track, you know, in its heyday to what it was and really helped 604 and 602 lake model racing in this area. He was kind of one of the pioneers when it came to the crate racing that when it first got started in 04, 05 and 06. Wow. And he was definitely a voice that helped mold and shape that for this future we're in now.
0: Well, it's uh it's good that you're doing the tribute there and you're able to do that uh you know and I know that uh, you're expecting a really good car count. Um how is the reception been and from the fans and uh how's it looking for the grandstand for that day? Hopefully a sellout, right? That's what you want.
2: Oh yeah, in which you know Levone is usually one of the places when you get to that first, second event, everybody's had that off season. Yeah. Uh, you know this year i'd say we've truly had an off season that we haven't had in the past a lot of times you know it it's warm and they'll pop up with a little event here a little event there yeah the last couple of years you know that driving uh dirt car series which is presented by the world racing group but they popped in and had their little mini series unfortunately their schedules have not really worked out due to unfortunately it's Unnaturally, you know, let that white stuff fall from the sky about three or four <laughs> yeah. times down here this year. That yeah. at this point, I would love, if I don't see it again until like maybe never.
0: Yeah, that that's about my thought, too. Never is good.
2: <laughs> well, it was a couple of weeks ago. We had the most snow here in Greenville, South Carolina, where I reside and call home since 1993. Wow. So, yeah. the snow actually still a week later in my house, for it ever left me awake.
0: Well, okay, so let's talk uh, quickly um, about the rest of your schedule because you've got about an 8 to 10 race schedule, right, that you're uh, planning. And the last that we had talked, you still had a couple of uh, sort of um, TBDs there where you weren't quite sure how you were going to fill it out. How are we coming? Do we have the entire schedule? Close to having
2: the entire schedule. We're still talking to a couple of racetracks that, I mean – We're talking to a racetrack you're very familiar with right down the road from you when East Lincoln. Oh, yeah. We're looking at going there and having a date at East Lincoln. There you go. Tony actually got to sit down this week and get together and see if we can come together on date and have an event there. Jason Smoot with the Blue Ridge Outlaws kind of helped me with that one as well. Um, They actually just had a meeting Saturday to kind of finalize and lay out the groundwork of part of their schedule he's still getting it ready to go so we should have that hammered out this week and also we've had some talks with fred brown up at whiff raceway oh i love that place and it would be basically the inaugural time that 602 lake models have seen that place as well
0: Wow! Yeah, love with and love East Lincoln too. Had a good time there last year when I went to one of the Blue Ridge states there. Um, but uh, With is just an amazing track to watch races from, um, and uh, that would be an awesome addition to your schedule, which already has some great tracks on it. Where are you going as as it stands now?
2: Well, of course, we've got our opener there at Livonia, and then we have the month of March right now. We don't have anything booked in March. We're still looking at maybe a date to run at least one show in March. Okay. And then we get real hot and heavy in the following month. We go to Sumter Speedway. Um, or actually, check that. We go to Lakeview Speedway actually on the 23rd. We'll have a practice night on the 22nd on that Friday night okay. um, for our drivers because not a lot of drivers have been to Lakeview. But you uh, talk about a premiere racing facility in the state of south carolina scott tripp and those guys have done a wonderful job nice turning that place in nickel south carolina into a great facility um there so the 22nd 23rd we're at lakeview april 30th we're at the historic Sumter speedway um you know they've been racing down there for going on close to about 55 to 60 years it's the oldest dirt track in the state of south carolina so is the it really wow yes sir um and there's a great, you know, the McAllister family took it over several years ago and continue to build, bringing in different shows that have never been there. And, of course, this will be their inaugural 602 date. That's The one thing that's different that I've tried to do with this series is take 602 racing to places where it's never been.
0: That's good.
2: Um, like Lakeview, like Sumter. Um, you know, also looking, like I said, that date at Whist, it hopefully will be announced soon as well. You know, two or three tracks that have never seen this type of racing or action before. And then after we leave Sumter, we've got an event coming up that's going to be our first doubleheader. Coming up June 24th and 25th in Madison, North Carolina at 311 Motor Speedway, which is in conjunction with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Lake Model Series. So that'll be a doubleheader night for me on that night. Jason's done told me, he said, well, if you ain't busy... I'll let you come to 311, hit Blue Ridge, and you can handle your stuff if you want to as well. I was like, we'll figure all that out, but let's put it together. So me, Jason, Mike was able to put that deal together for a doubleheader along with Blue Ridge. That's great. And then right on July 16th, we head to what I like to call the granddaddy of them all in South Carolina, place your mama warned you about. (laughs) She's speedway and bait it for the first time ever as well.
0: That's that's a schedule and a half right there. And that's that's good stuff. I I feel like you you've put a nice variety of tracks in there. You've got some traveling, but you're not really too far. Um, And I know that uh, you might like at some point to get into like Tennessee or Kentucky. Any uh, any uh, opportunities there to to do any of that this year? Or maybe that's for twenty three. Looking
2: for probably 2023, we'll expand into Tennessee. Okay. Um, we've already had a track in Kentucky show interest, but the first year I kind of told him, I said, look, I said, honestly, it's about four and a half hours, a little bit farther than I want to go in the first year. So, and we are, you know, we may still end up with a track possibly in Tennessee or going towards closer towards the Georgia to Alabama side. We're actually in talks right now with another 602 series about having a co-sanctioned event together. Oh, cool. And kind of kind of putting all of our marbles on the table. He puts all his cars, I bring all my cars, and let's have a big shindig, as they like to say down in the state of Georgia. So we're looking at that as well. So a lot of good stuff going on with the series. And then, of course, you had one of my, uh, my friends and also employees, as they say, um, with the American All Star Series, I Mr. did. Alex Edmond hey, y'all last week.
0: Hang on, uh, we got to take a break. Be right back. More after this. Welcome back to me lap and we've got uh, Walter tap. We're continuing to talk with Walter about um, everything that's, Going on with his new series and his opening date at Livonia in a couple of weeks, uh, Walter. That it uh, was a good segment we just did. It basically gives us the idea that uh, your 602 series uh, is certainly open to pairing with other series, and I love that because it's an opportunity. If you got a 602 car, uh, you could essentially come out and uh, if there's if there's two 602 series on the same night, in theory, couldn't you run both series? Well,
2: what it would be, it would be basically one race, but it would be two series. Oh, okay. Okay, that's how you do it.
0: Gotcha. Yep. Okay, so you're both co-sanctioning one race event. Um, it's not two separate races. It's one race event uh, with two series co-sanctioning. I love that. That's also a cool idea. Um, you know, and, and, and talking about running with a Blue Ridge Outlaw Series. Now, the problem with that that I see is that that would put you and Hunter Weaver both at a racetrack near a microphone at the same time. That is a scary proposition. Uh
2: you know, sad thing is it's happened before. So,
0: <laughs> you guys are both top shelf announcers. So, what is your role going to be with you? Because you're gonna, you may not have time to be in the booth with your series. If uh, you're, how are you going to handle that? All of that uh, now. Well,
2: the good thing about it is, is we've got a great staff that's going to be there. Um, the other co-owner of the series, his name is Gary Hyatt. He used to be the race director at TR. He will be taking over those reins with the series, and he's helping out a lot with that. Um, we've got a great pit steward and Nathan Gerard who will be part of the series as well. We've got Amy Holden who's coming to do sign-in registration for us, at least at the moment. She's got about 20 years' experience in that department. Nice. So, some of the stuff I will be delegating when it comes to some races, you know, like the Jody Palmer tribute race, I've chose to announce it just because of my relationship with jody over the almost damn i hate to say it 20 plus years that i've known him sure it doesn't seem like it but boy it goes by quick um you know some of them like i've told hunter i said if we get there and i feel like it might be too much i may bring him in may even call you up out of the bullpen as well so i'm on it we're just kind of that part by ear just kind of really depends if you know, if we get there to Livonia and I'm like, Man, I see that I'm gonna be overwhelmed and not able to kinda of to pull double duty as owner slash announcer. We'll go from there and kinda of, kinda of move it. and there is gonna be some nights where, of course, I started this deal and of course I've got other obligations. I'm the series announcer uh for the American All Star series and travel Yeah, we started to talk about that, yeah. Days. Um There'll be some nights, I know, uh, the night there at Sumter, when we go to Sumter, Ryan Williams will be doing the announcing, more than likely. he's their track announcing. I have a great relationship with him. I will actually, right now, I have a TBA that is scheduled for a 10,000-win lake model show that was already on my schedule back in November. Okay. Um my wife, to tell you how, just this quick little story here about how frustrated she gets, she's got to truly love me or either love racing or both, probably both. <laughs> we sat there the other night, and I've still got to meet with Hunter, and we'll get all schedules because I handle kind of scheduling the Blue Ridge race yeah. for Hunter. Cause he takes basically takes all the races that I can't right. Uh, first off the bat. But we had five pages of racing events that were scheduled you know, throughout last year that was already booked for the 2022 season.
0: Incredible.
2: Um, You know, 25 American All-Star races, the 30-plus schedule for Blue Ridge, the events for my series that are already TBA'd as far as what dates we haven't filled and what we already have filled. Plus, you know, even in the winter, I don't stop. Actually, I'll be headed to race number four of the year this weekend, and that's a slow one for me because usually this time of the year I'm already at six or eight, but I've had some snow and rain out. Yeah. Um, in the, the winter, when we do time off from cars that I say in quotation marks, if there is a time off, I race direct and actually flag a lot of these local go-kart shows and big go-kart yeah. shows for the winter series. So um, I'll be in the flag stand at Foothills Hills Raceway normally on a Saturday if they're racing. I was at Warrior Creek Speedway in great Court, South Carolina on the flag stand. Um, last week and then the week before announcing. So, I've got an event coming up February 26th That's the Memorial Race for over $1,000 to win at Outback Speedway, where I'll be on the microphone announcing they're doing a Memorial Race for one of my good friends, Travis Kunkel, his uh, family member that passed away. They had asked me, and I just got lucky enough, to be honest with you, I had an off date on February 26th. So I was like, guys, I'll
0: be there. Okay. Well, that's uh, you, now I need a nap from hearing all that. Uh, you're a busy guy. Um, so it, it seems like the state of dirt track racing, at least in this region, is pretty strong. We got about two minutes.
2: Oh, it's definitely, you know, really strong in this area. Um, I won't brag, but we had 120-plus entries at Put Hills on Saturday for a regular wow. race day. No major money on the line at all, just a regular Saturday daytime point race. So a great turnout there at 80-something the other week on a Sunday afternoon at Warrior Creek. Um, so I see really a lot of things going in the right direction on the dirt side. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm hoping. I'm still a huge fan of asphalt racing as well, you know. We've done a lot of coverage back in the days. I used to say me and Tom did when we was at ESPN Upstate. Here oh, in yeah.
0: Sure did. And, that was fun. And,
2: and uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's a resurgence of asphalt racing in this area with Anderson and Greenville Pickens. It really looks like Florence had an amazing show they over did. the past yeah. little bit. Yes. So I'm happy for those folks and... I want to see all racing continue to do extremely Me well too. in this
0: area. Yeah, it's just been uh, its interesting with all the you know, the shortages of parts and tires and whatever, but it uh, yep. you know, seems like uh, the dirt track uh, side of things, at least, is extremely healthy, and uh, uh, obviously you felt it was healthy enough to introduce another new series, so uh, <laughs> we certainly um, wish you luck for that, uh, and hopefully the weather holds out for your scheduled shows, because even with only 8 or 10 on the schedule, finding a rain date at some of the tracks can be a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit puckish. But, um, you know, definitely excited for you. So, um, we've got about 30 seconds left. So, really quickly, how can fans find you?
2: Uh, They can find us, GM Performance um, Lake Models, on Facebook, GM Performance 602 Series. Go check us out. We actually have a great raffle from Dirt Car Lifts on there right now that's going on. Somebody's going to win a brand new lift. It's $40 for a spot, and we'll give that lift away once we have filled that thing out. And kind of some of the things we're going to do, maybe some drums of fuels to give away and different prizes for the drivers as well coming up. So that's one of the things. But GM Performance 602 Series on Facebook, and the good thing is, the website will be up on Wednesday. Very good. Well, we look
0: forward to all of that. And uh, that's Walter Tapp. And Josh Berry, by the way, got the win at Florence. That's it for us with Lead Lap. Back with more next week. See ya. You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com the opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff management affiliates or marketing partners of the lead lab show no part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the lead lab show thank you for listening